Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Susie. And this is The Coaching Cast. We are the No Nonsense Podcast, chatting about the things impacting you at work right now, helping you to survive and thrive in today's ever-changing workplace. We discuss different topics each episode, sharing our ideas, hints, and top tips from our experiences of working in the corporate world, running our own businesses, and also being qualified coaches. We also try to have a few laughs along the way too, because taking yourself too seriously is just boring. We really hope you enjoy listening. In today's episode, we're discussing the work of Kim Scott and her concept of radical candor. We'll be chatting about what it means, why it's a powerful approach to take when building an effective, positive, successful work culture, and how you can adopt the techniques for yourself. So stay with us and enjoy. So before we get into this topic today, Suze, of radical candor, um, how have you been? Hi. I have been good, thank you. Um, been quite an eventful week. Quite a lot of like ridiculous things have happened to me. We're back <laughs> oh, into no, fantastic. We're back into that chapter of the year where like ridiculous things happen to. Me. It's been a few months, hasn't it? It's been quite quiet, and like then has it has it actually been quiet? I feel like you've shared a few, few hilarious stories over the last couple of weeks already. <laughs> Ready to start the season. <laughs> I'm still reeling from the I can't ride a bike, but anyway. I know. Oh um, gosh, I know. Come on then, spit it out. Don't leave me or our CBBs waiting in suspense any longer. What's happened to you this week? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if it was the last episode or the episode before. We were talking about um, the number of pubs in my village. Oh yeah, which, which actually is very impressive. So we can come and visit you. Yes. As though um, you weren't enough. <laughs> mainly just to have go to the pub and see all these many pub tours that you can do yeah but I was in one of these said pubs in my village with some friends and um a slightly embarrassing thing happened to me so we were all sat around the table um with our kids enjoying a nice leisurely lunch and we were just kind of like chatting and I started telling my friends this story about when I went to my hospital appointment for my diabetes. So if you don't know, I am type 1 diabetic. So I go to hospital fairly frequently to have appointments with nurses, etc. And I had an appointment recently with a diabetic nurse. And put it like this, the appointment was quite rubbish and quite frustrating for various reasons. Okay. And she said something to me, which really got my back up. Okay. And I reacted in the moment with the nurse, which probably wasn't the best thing to do. Anyway, the first thing I kind of said to the nurse in this moment was, excuse me, like, just like that. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) so I'm relaying this story of my experience with this nurse to my friends in the pub. Just as I've done to you there. I can see where this is going. (laughs) And I just went, so I said to her, excuse me. And as I said that, (laughs) waitress had been walking past and she turned around and she went, yes, like, sorry, what do do you need something? And then I had to go, oh, no, 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 sorry. No, no, I wasn't talking to you. Sorry, I was telling my friend a story and it had excuse me in the 
like what I was saying and um no it wasn't directed at you so I was just replicating the story back to my friends and they and then every and then because I felt embarrassed and ridiculous I just started over explaining what I was doing in far too much detail to this waitress and because she thought I was like being rude to her and saying yeah. excuse me in this really like rude harsh like slightly aggressive tone um <laughs> And then my friends were just absolutely laughing their heads off at me because they were just like, this is hilarious. But there's one point in the story where you're telling us and you said, excuse me, this waitress happened to walk past in this pub setting and thought I was talking to her, which I wasn't. And I was mortified, stroke, slightly embarrassed, stroke, oh my God, why does this stuff always happen to me? So yeah, that's my slightly embarrassing story. (laughs) I feel like this is a repeat. This has happened to you before. I'm sure you told us a previous story where... Yes, you did. You told us where where you said something and someone else got involved because they thought you were talking to them and it all escalated because then you were digging yourself out of a ditch, <sighs> trying to apologise. Probably. Remember, I can't remember what this was, but this is I can't remember what this was. Anyway, it sounds like before. something I would def- definitely happen to me and that I would definitely do, for sure. So that was annoying and slightly mortifying. Oh, I know um, what it was. It was when you were away on holiday in France. And you did something. Oh, the sun cream. The sun cream. That's what it was. The waitress didn't understand and then started trying to apply your sun cream for you or something yeah, weird. She thought I wanted her to put sun cream on yes. my back. <laughs> <laughs> so you just keep harassing like poor like waiters and waitresses, essentially. Basically, I shouldn't be allowed out of the house is the is the conclusion that the moral we're going of the story to. is Susie should yeah. be allowed out. I shouldn't be allowed out. I should just have to like stay. Anyway. Watch out, waiters and waitresses. Yeah. She'll be after you. Exactly. In like in a absolutely non-intentional way. It's just like how it it's like a comedy scene. Anyway. Um, so that happened. And then I was looking after my friend's cat. So my friend Katie. Um, who's also featured on the coaching cast before, one of our most loyal CVBs, shout out to Katie. Oh yeah, joined us for the 50th episode. She did. Um, she went on holiday, really nice. I've seen her pictures. She looks like she's having a wonderful time. Yeah, she had a lovely time, I think. Where has she gone? She She went to Greece. Oh, it looks fabulous. I know, I was very jealous. Um, And I was helping look after her cat while she was away. Oh God, you haven't killed it, have you? No. Oh, (laughs) No, I haven't. Oh, I don't think I have. Oh, God, it was still alive last time I saw it. Like, she's back now, so I'm hoping oh, it's right. alive. I think you'd know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the cat's called Harper. Now, I'm not really a cat person. I have a dog, and I am more of a dog person. But I don't mind looking after Harper. It's absolutely fine. It's pretty, like, straightforward. Anyway, I've been looking after her for, like... Um, I think we were like on day four because me and my other friend have been sharing it. So she'd done her stint. It was my stint now. I was on probably like day four and I was actually doing, um, went to go and feed her in the afternoon and I was actually doing one of our coaching cast Instagram posts at the same time. Okay, we do put a lot of thought into our content. I'll just be honest. But at that particular moment, I was like multitasking yeah so I sat on Katie's sofa she doesn't actually know this yet I haven't actually told her the story I sat on Katie's sofa doing the Instagram post on my phone and Harper when I got there wasn't anywhere to be found but I knew she was in the house so I was like oh she'll come out in a minute next minute right she jumped on my shoulder from behind (laughs) And I literally screamed and jumped up off this sofa. 
like nearly banged my head on the ceiling because I was just I was absolutely scared out of my like head I had no idea what was happened what would happen what was going on and there was a cat on my shoulder and I'm not really into cats that much so I was just like <laughs> like get off me and she was then like looking at me like she's she's kind of she's quite a diva this cat as well so all cats are divas that's the me like what do you mean you're scared of me like eyeing me up and I was like oh god I don't like this so then I like swiftly and promptly left I felt a bit traumatized after that point so every time I went back in to feed her I was like tiptoeing around her like there you go there's your bowl like and then like kind of like scuttling off as quickly as I possibly could so I haven't actually told Katie that yet I need to but this cat absolutely petrified me by jumping on my shoulder from the back and I had no idea that would have scared the crap out of me as well it was Was at night as well or was it in the day it was in the day, but um, not that that necessarily makes a difference. But everything always feels worse at night. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Especially building up to Halloween, aren't we? Oh, my gosh, mm, she just needed yeah. to have like a um, Halloween outfit on, and that would have I would have been gone. Well, I'd have well, gone. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the cat was dressed up like yeah, a witch, like a witch a with a broomstick and a cauldron. <laughs> oh for goodness sake. <laughs> Just like a cat with a hat and a broom, just like jumps on his shoulder. Hello. And that then would I would have been like, excuse me. Or actually worse, if it was dressed in a spider outfit, wouldn't that be much worse? This ginormous spider jumps on your shoulder. Oh, God. Oh, so anyway, oh. it's all been happening this week. There's just, uh, a couple of the ridiculous things that have happened to me. Um, what have you been up to? <laughs> um... Well, I am in a different location yet again, as you can, anyone who's watching this episode of the coaching class will see that I'm in a different room to normal. I'm back at Dad's. She's back on tour. Yeah, I'm back at Robin Terry's. So um, Robin Terry, um, my dad, did feature in the second season of the coaching cast. So I'm at his gaff. Um so yeah, so I came down here a week ago. I've been catching up with the family and seeing friends. It's been yeah, it's been good. I went to watch my uh, brother-in-law in his uh, CrossFit competition on Saturday. Oh, wow. Is that a spectator sport? Well, I mean, I've never spectated it before, but I did on Saturday. My sister said, can you come along and watch Scott in his competition? Because they're both part of a CrossFit gym down here in Folkestone. And right, uh, okay. I've always shown keen interest in it. I've never done CrossFit before. I was going to say, what, um, as in you've actually done CrossFit? Or no, just, I haven't. Like, quite, as a spectator. As a spectator. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm being supportive as a family member. Um, my step, my my brother-in-law, sorry, not my stepbrother, my brother-in-law is a bit of a tank. So he plays rugby and, you know, he's, he's pretty fit and um, muscly. Anyway, him and his partner, they won the competition uh, for the men's category on Saturday. Oh, so obviously, well you know, done. very proud sister-in-law moment. Yeah, um, Scott. But, you know, it's impressive, like, what they do and all the weights they're lifting and how, I mean, it goes on, like, all day and there's so many rounds and they just keep going. Oh. And there's, a, I mean, there's females doing it too. The females are absolutely insane. They're incredible. So, yeah, it was very impressive. So big shout out to uh, Whitecliffs CrossFit Club mm-hmm. down in Folkestone. Yes. Um, you're all legends. Um, I felt knackered just watching you and slightly fraudulent, just standing on the sidelines cheering. Um, you do feel inspired to I am inspired, but I yeah, maybe I've I've gonna have to build myself up slowly. I mean, I can't even do one of any of the 
exercises that they do and they do them on repeat i mean we're talking like pull-ups presser i mean they do it all it's nuts it's, it's i mean i can do the squats not not in the sense of you know being able to go to the toilet in a squat but i can go i can squat quite low actually i'll have you know i've got a good low squat <laughs> there's a lot of squat chat this season already hasn't there yeah I just I just can't use it to like you know relieve myself in a bush but I can do a decent squat but if you're wondering what we're talking about this is featured early on in this season I think it's episode one episode one yeah go and check it out if you Um, haven't it's quite a funny story um but yes and I mean just but I'm all bottom heavy so lifting myself up doing a pull-up I mean that is some hard work that is but I mean it was amazing anyway very impressive so very proud of the, my brother-in-law who won this competition on Saturday um so yeah so that's me that's that's what I've been doing so uh yeah time to join a CrossFit gym apparently I wow. just build myself up slowly it's not maybe it's a 2023 resolution maybe I'll do it next year I'm not yeah. doing it this year I've got too much planned in the diary and you know <laughs> There's too much eating organised as well, especially for Christmas period. So I'll leave it till 2023. She's too much living her best life. She's, yeah. She'll she'll roll it into next year. I'm with you yeah. on that though, because yeah. Um, yeah. not yet. I would like to think I would could do it, but I just think I don't think I can. I've got I've got more like accessible goals I need to do first, like learn to ride a bike and learn to swim properly. But anyway, oh yeah, swimming is the other issue. Yeah, <laughs> that's. That's a whole other episode, I feel. So maybe <laughs> these are actually survival skills. So yeah. I feel like, yeah, we need yeah. to focus you in on those. Anyway, you can already yeah. do a press up, apparently. So I can do a press up. You but, already beat me. Um, yeah, I can't swim or ride a bike. Anyway, let's um, swiftly move on, please, into today's episode. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about radical candor that probably neither of us can say properly. Is it candor, candor? It's an American phrase. So radical candor. We'll stick with radical candor. Excellent. Cool, let's go then. So today we're talking about the feedback-driven management philosophy of radical candor. I came across this philosophy through a friend who introduced me to American Kim Scott, author of the book Radical Candor, Be a Kick-Ass Boss Without Losing Your Humanity, and the co-founder alongside Jason Rosoff of the company of the same name. Previously, Kim was a CEO coach at Dropbox, Qualdrics, Twitter and other tech companies. Scott and Rosoff's business, Radical Candor LLC, helps people improve relationships at work. The business's primary goal is to help develop leaders and empower them and their teams to do their best work based on teaching them how to build and grow a feedback first culture. But what does this term, Radical Candor, actually mean? If you visit their website, they explain it as caring personally while challenging directly. It's guidance that's both kind and clear, specific and sincere. So Suze and I are going to try and build on this concept further because I do think it is quite powerful and quite incredible. And very rarely do I think you get this combination of care and clarity um, really blended together as profoundly as you do with radical candor so we're going to try and talk about this a bit more today and collectively get our heads around it as a group of 
CBBs. So, Suze, when we talk about this notion of caring personally while challenging directly, what do you believe that means in practice? Yeah, so this is a really interesting concept that I'll be honest, I hadn't heard about at all until you introduced me to it. And we talk, started talking about it as like a topic for an episode. Um, so this is still pretty new to me as well. And when I first heard about it and you were talking to me about what it involves, it took me a, a bit of a while to get my head round. So that's the first thing I would just say is like, if you're listening to this and you're a bit like, okay, I'm still trying to understand this as the episode progresses, do not worry because I was exactly the same. As we've talked about before, I have a simple soul. So sometimes it takes me a while to kind of get my head around theories and kind of practices as well. So don't worry. But I did go off and try to understand a bit more for this episode. And um, I watched some really interesting TED Talks. So there's loads of TED Talks about this subject. Just literally put radical candor into um, YouTube and loads of stuff comes up. And also obviously there's reading and, and the book that you mentioned as well. But I think in terms of what it actually kind of means in practice, I think for me, having kind of digested some of that information, I've kind of distilled it down to it being a leadership style. So I think it's a style which helps you be potentially even more effective leader than you already are, because it focuses on kind of like two aspects or two, I think um, in certainly in the TED talk I watched, they talked about it in terms of like two axes, which makes a lot more sense to me. So if you're a visual person like I am, if you think about two axes, uh, making, um, overlaying, making like a four kind of um, quadrant grid, um, that's quite a good way of visualizing it. And those two axes are made up of one, caring for somebody personally, which you talk about there. So that for me, based on also my leadership experience, is things like thinking about that person as a person and as a complete human. So if somebody's going through a really tricky time, you know, showing genuine empathy, genuine concern to them. I did this in the sense of I had somebody working for me in my leadership career who um, was going through a really difficult time with an unwell parent. And I basically said to them, like, you just do what you need to do. So if you need to finish at midday and not work again till the next morning, that's fine. You just, just ping me a message. Like I gave them that flexibility. That's because they were going through a really tricky time. So that's an example of where I was trying to care, like care personally and, and try and relate to that person as a person, as a human around some of the things that they were going through outside of work in a genuine way. Um, and there's lots of other things that, you know, make up that but that's just an example that kind of came to mind for, for me and obviously praise comes into that as well recognition communication lots of things and then the second axes that make up this kind of principle around radical candor which you talked about is challenging directly and when I thought about what does that mean in practice for me actually that meant a willingness to challenge directly because <clears throat> I think sometimes when we lead people and we've talked about feedback before it can be something that we avoid doing we can avoid having those hard tricky conversations where we need to give feedback or we need to have um perhaps hold the mirror up to somebody around something they've done and the impact that they had and I think it's really important and really 
necessary in order to help somebody grow and develop that when something happens that doesn't quite go to plan or that isn't quite right that you have the confidence and the willingness to have that challenging conversation there and then in the moment in the right way absolutely but you don't just kind of let it slip away and not face into it and for me in my interpretation of what kind of radical candor means that is what mine is which is basically having that willingness to challenge directly there and then and create that kind of atmosphere and that um abundance of you know we are going to tell people when things aren't right when things have gone wrong because you wouldn't want to get to a point well I certainly wouldn't where if somebody was to say something to me like months and months down the line I'd be like well why didn't you tell me in the first place because and that's what we're talking about here or what my take on it is is that's what we're talking about here is like telling someone there and then when things haven't quite gone to plan yeah and and I think it's it's actually pairing those two things together which is why they're said together so they're not in isolation so you you can care personally while challenging them directly and I think that's what Kim um, and Jason, her business partner, are trying to instill is that they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. And actually for them, for this to be really successful, the more you partner it together, the more effective it is. And it's because actually in that example you just described of giving feedback in the moment and receiving it clearly is a benefit because you wouldn't want it to be delayed and elongated because of how that would make you feel if you essentially had done something that maybe wasn't right or could have been even better but no one decided to tell you that so you could improve you know you feel put out you know and I think that's their point is actually it's being kind and helping people to be clear with them and therefore holding that in mind throughout so actually if you do really care about people and that's what you should really be thinking about when you're leading and developing others is helping them you being clear with them is is part of that and if you hold that in mind actually you can do it in a much more genuine authentic really powerful way and I think that links to what we've talked about before with um feedback and when it is at its most effective in terms of how Carol Robert from who was the CEO of uh, Suntory, uh, Great Britain and Ireland, where Susie and I used to work. And um, she describes it as how, you know, being clear is being kind and being unclear is being unkind. It actually plays into this whole concept of radical candor, which is, you know, you actually need to be thinking about the service you're doing for others when you are clear with them and give them feedback and how helpful that is. I think as well, just to like build off that, it might be interesting at this point to say kind of what it isn't, because I think as well that brings it to like, because yeah. for me, like if my take on it, like what it isn't, it's not about being an idiot. It's not about nitpicking for the sense of doing it. It's about when you genuinely see something that hasn't quite gone to plan or isn't quite right, but you, your intent is to help that person improve. Yeah. So it's not just about being an idiot and being negative for the sake of just giving feedback. It's it's rooted to your point around that intent about being kind and helping somebody 
improve and that's where that human element comes in and, and caring personally is intertwined into the concept but it's also not about being overly empathetic or making excuses for bad performance as an example yeah. because you you know understand this person's got a lot going on or you've got a relationship with this person like a friendship for example or you care about this person or you've got things in common and so you you know you you become a bit blinded by the things they're not doing it's not about that either yeah. it is as you said really like this blend of those two things uh to make it this kind of quite kind but also quite assertive leadership style at the same time yeah, yeah absolutely yeah it's it's good to clarify that it's don't go too heavy into empathy and don't go too heavy into your own ego um which is hard. I think that's a challenge. I think that's where you've got it to get is. the balance right. But you'll yeah. only get the balance right if you if you practice and you give some of this a go. Um, so w- why do you think this is so important? So I think I probably have experienced this in action. I just didn't really realise it, I think, at the time, because I've not heard about this kind of concept before, this leadership mm. style before. And I think in the sense of my experience of it, reflecting back I think the reason why it's important is because it builds strong relationships um and it's rooted on I'm going to use the word intimacy right but oh oh she's using the word intimacy in a <laughs> hello context. hang on I can I can feel a HR disciplinary coming on an investigation quick um Ooh, this sounds exciting Susie go for well, it well I can't think what the no, so, do it. Go with it. I like word it. might be, but I think there is an intimacy around. Yeah. It's about getting to know that person, like deeper and a bit more rooted into them as a person. That human-centered approach, which we're talking about in that in that aspect around caring for them personally. So yeah. there is an intimacy that comes with that. So what is you know what do you really care about what are you really is a, a manager you can say to somebody in your team what do you really care about what's important to you you know it's it's not just kind of task orientated and, and work focused it's deeper than that and that's where that for me that intimacy <laughs> starts to develop um and you know I think that is very powerful in building strong relationships yeah absolutely I think I'm sure there'll probably be CBBs out there who are cringing at the word intimacy. It won't suit everybody, but I totally no. understand the point that you're making though. And it is that actually fundamentally, if you want to strip it back and remove the emotive language, it still comes back to this really important principle that you and I have spoken about so often, which is get to know your people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. get to know them, understand what makes them tick, what gets them excited, what they really care about, what they really hate actually. And actually, the you know, the more information you have about them because you've taken the time to gather it, the more actually you can build a strong, effective work relationship that benefits both of you. And the more that you can then have these types of conversations, which, again, they benefit everybody because the more honest the conversation is, the more opportunity you have to grow, improve, resolve mistakes, avoid mistakes but those things only are able to happen if everyone's being honest and open and having a conversation. You know, I think that is actually the major principle that radical candle really advocates. It is have those conversations, you know, face into them and actually, and this has always helped me hugely when it comes to giving feedback because I am a people pleaser. So 
I don't really ever want to have a conversation that is going to cause upset because it's not my intention. So actually really learning how to hold my intention really clear in my mind and focus in on it when I deliver feedback has always been very helpful and knowing that I'm doing it because I genuinely want to help that other person. Yeah. Which is the whole, you know, the principle of this, the more it enables me to actually achieve that. I think if you hold something different in mind, if you maybe go into the conversation and you are being sensitive around how it impacts you, maybe you're being defensive, maybe you're frustrated or angry, maybe you actually do have quite a critical view of what they've done. But if you hold all of that in when you deliver the feedback, the the outcome is very different. <laughs> um, and and I think it's it's even if you are in that space at the start, you have to move to a place of helpfulness to get it right. Yeah. You know, that in itself is a bit of a journey. So this concept of radical radical candor, they the actual um the book and the website, actually the company in itself, they they do heavily focus this philosophy in the the space of personal development um and using it as a structure for really supporting managers and leaders to develop their teams. And when it mean what it means in terms of being radically candid for personal development focuses around the notion of what they call hip. So that means combining humble, helpful, um, and immediate. So that in person, if you can, obviously we live in a, a remote world now, so a lot of it goes on video, with actually acknowledging the difference between offering feedback privately when it may have an element of critique, but very publicly if you're going to recognise and avoiding a focus on personality. So amongst those elements then, so we're talking about humble, helpful and immediate, private for criticism, public for recognition and avoiding a focus on personality. Which which elements of those Suze, are the most important for you when it comes to feedback and why? Oh, this is like quite tricky for me to answer because I think they all have a role. And they yeah. All... <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. I was a bit and, like, I and that's not them. just a cop out, genuinely, CVBs. That's not just a cop out because, you know, there's no downside to being humble, there's no downside to being helpful, there's no downside to being immediate with that person when having those conversations there's no downside to having being giving criticism or critique or feedback improvement feedback privately and giving recognition publicly so I'm like I agree with all of it um the one that stands out for me I think is avoiding that focus on personality so yeah. that stood out it for was me. for me actually I was like yeah that's a good one um I think I don't know if there's a couple of reasons for that one is because you and I both do personality profiling in our coaching work. Mm. So we've studied like personality profiles and there's certain ways you use personality profiles. And one of the things that we certainly don't use personality profiling for, and I know this is a topic which has many conversations around and many points of view, but one of the things you, you kind of don't do with it is like put people in boxes. So be like, you are this so that means you'll be like this like yeah. 
it's it's more holistic than that and that's where you have to execute and use those those potency profile reports in a certain way with a skilled practitioner like you or I to, to make sense of them. So that probably stood out for me for firstly for that reason, but also secondly, because I had an experience of, of this a little bit on my personality quite recently, where somebody had the intent, I think, where they were they were trying to be helpful because they kept saying, like, oh, they said to me, oh Susie, yeah, because you're really like planned, you're really organized, you're really like um kind of um what's the like structured was this me because <laughs> <laughs> this is how I no. describe you <laughs> and I was like right where are we going with this oh I can feel where this is going <laughs> <laughs> and they're like which means you know like sometimes in the moment like you might struggle with that and like not being then structured organized and I was a bit like hang on a second my personality very much is I am planned methodical structured organized and I always have been and don't get me wrong that like that is part of my personality I'd say that's more of my personality at the moment because firstly I'm solo parenting quite a lot of the moments so I have to get my stuff like organized and it also gives me a sense of control like mm. I am in control of things but the way it was kind of delivered it made me feel like a little bit like those elements of my personality meant that I couldn't then like flex in the moment and be in the moment as well yeah and I'm like well hang on a second like in this podcast we're in the moment I'm like literally making this up as I'm talking so I do have that skill set as well but maybe that's not more my natural kind of personality and, and, and you know and I get that but I think when you start bringing personality into things it then for me anyway it certainly becomes a bit more personal because you're kind of like talking about what makes me up to be kind of like who I am and who I present myself yeah and that starts bringing a different dimension into how that makes me feel Mm. versus you know being really humble being really factual being you know really helpful in terms of that feedback or or that challenging conversation so that element of that focus on personality did stand out for me for a couple of reasons yeah and I, I think it does for me as well because I think what you described in your example around yes I am a structured person I am organized you know that's the way you operate because that's what you find helpful to put you in control to be able to manage all your priorities and to get stuff done but yeah what you then demonstrated is you can however choose to be flexible as well and you can choose to behave differently and that's what's so important to me it's a choice and that's actually where I would much and always do focus any feedback it's around the external behavior choices that are being made because that's what's within all of our gift to uh to be able to do to change and to be able to change in any given moment regardless of our personality because they are they they are I think and can be separate they are they they are mutually exclusive so it's so important I think when you give feedback to someone that what you are actually giving them feedback around is what you saw them actually do in a in a particular moment because that's ultimately actually what you are giving them feedback on so that's where you should focus your comments and focus it around the behavior that you saw in that given moment and link it to therefore a choice that they made so it all becomes 
you know, a consequence of things that they've decided and chosen and, and pushed out into the world to show other people. And therefore, what you're never doing is critiquing who they actually are. Yeah. Um, because as soon as you start even treading around that space, everyone will be- always become defensive because they'll defend their position as to who they are as an individual. Um, and actually, who they are as an individual is absolutely fine. Yeah, that's absolutely. okay because we're all different and we're all made up of so many layers of experiences and teachings and people that have come into our lives and you know they're a whole construct so you stay away from that space is my point because you will never ever either get a positive reaction you never I mean if it was if the shoe was on the other foot and someone started doing it to you how how are you going to react not very well I don't suspect um and actually that's also a very hard space that's a, a very hard part of anybody to enact any kind of change especially quickly or um yeah effectively that takes time because that that's so ingrained in us and it's been in place for so long you're not going to get any quick result there but what you can help the person to do in a fairly timely way is consider their choices and their decisions and the behaviors they want to um, adopt in any given scenario depending Mm. on what it is and that's where that's a space that's workable you can work in that area um so yeah I, I totally agree if you really want to have an effective, honest conversation that creates positive change of any kind, stay in the spaces where that change can actually happen. Um, And, you know, both in terms of where the person's going to be open to be listening to it and where actually, you know, practically that can be possible. Because I know in historically, I mean, when I've managed people and, and I've given feedback and the intention has been to give feedback to help around that exact thing of behaviors and choices and you know the the rebuttal I guess that I've had in response has been well that's just who I am um yeah that's just who I am and it's like well no it's not you know no you it's not who you are that you chose to speak to that person in that way in that moment which is inappropriate you chose to do that but that's not who you are as a person yeah you know so actually what I'm giving you feedback around is consider how you may respond in a similar situation like that going forward in a way that actually may be more appropriate and get a better outcome for you I'm not asking you yeah. to to change who you are yeah there's a choice <laughs> there that's been yeah. like Quite. activated yes I'm not even asking you to necessarily change what you think yeah that's the other how thing. you do it how do you deal with it how do yeah. you respond um but yes, I've had that many a time before. And actually, I've had managers, you know, who've come with those types of really difficult challenges where they've gone, this is what I'm being met with by a member of my team. But actually, that is the best way to deal with it. I think they talk about it a lot, actually, with raising children. I obviously have no experience of this. Um, but it's making that difference between you are naughty and you chose to do something that was naughty in the moment. Yeah. And the difference between the two which is one is about something you chose to do and it's externally and one is saying that you as a human being completely as a whole is bad uh, which I find really interesting Um, definitely definitely although I would say if you raid the biscuit cupboard and open the cupboard without me seeing that is just naughty 
<laughs> what, what because what because Arthur didn't get you one at the same time yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> so what are your top tips then Suze about how our listeners our CBBs can be more radically candid in their day-to-day work environments especially around this whole piece of personal development so I would say like if this episode has this episode and this discussion with Lisa and I has probably only like touched the the top level surface of this subject. So if this is something that has you know spiked your interest and curiosity, <clears throat> um, my my top tip actually number one is go and do some more kind of like understanding I, about it. I was waiting for you to go go read the book and actually go read Scott. the book. We need some royalties off the back of this. Thank you very Absolutely. much. Thank you very much. Thank you go very read much. The <laughs> go watch the, the living crisis here, guys. Come on. Go watch the TED talks. <laughs> but I, um, I, th- there's so much to this which yeah. we haven't covered because otherwise this podcast episode would be about five million hours long, and that's too much <laughs> of Lisa and I talking. <laughs> um. But I do think there are absolutely aspects of this leadership style which can really practically help you accelerate your approach to being a more effective manager and also help you form deeper relationships with those in your team and those that you work with. So actually, you know, giving it the space and investment to understand a bit more, I would really encourage you to do, because I'm going to go and do that, actually, because I have found this quite interesting, this this discussion. Um, the other piece I'd say around that personal development side of things and we've talked about this before but I think we've we've not necessarily done this recently and it does link into this in terms of the conversation we've just had but like if you are dealing with somebody or managing something with somebody somebody in your team who there, there are some issues there and you haven't faced into them yet you need to do that. And I don't often say the word need, but I am going to say the word need in this situation um, because those issues need to be dealt with before you get to any like formal conversation, whether that's a mid-year review, a full-year review, um, a 90-day like probation review, whatever it is, those conversations need to have been had before those more formal milestones um, and that really works off that premise around regular feedback, regular advice, because you want that person to be the best that they can be. You want that person to continue to develop and you want to help them. And that's where the caring personally angle comes into things. So that would be what I would say is a top tip in terms of like actually taking this away into something practical that you can use day to day go and have that conversation if you've been putting it off and do so on a regular basis. Cool. Okay. So we've got, go find out more about being radically candid. Take action. So face into the situation. Don't put it off. As you said, I think we've said that before, but I think it's a great one. And number three, I think is I would probably build on and say, focus in on your intent. Like really think about why you're doing this and how can you hold that space in yourself of being helpful? That's what I would add. It's now time 
for bullshit bingo, where we call out phrases which get commonly used in the workplace, which, quite frankly, make us cringe. Our bullshit bingo for today's episode came from one of our followers on Instagram, so one of you, our CBBs, and it is put some skin in the game. Lisa, thoughts on this one? So this actually is um, from a listener and a friend, and she just responded to one of my stories with this, put some skin in the game and a like pukey emoji face. But- as in like, it makes her feel sick, which I'm in it. <laughs> it's quite gross. It I don't think, it's, isn't this really American, put some skin in the game? It's gross. Like... It's a sports term as well. I swear you hear it loads in sport, put some skin in the game. I mean, I've never used it. I've never heard it used in a work context, but my friend clearly has, which is hilarious. But yeah, it is a bit rank when you think about skin. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about this one. Um put some skin in the game yeah I've heard it being used um I've not heard it being used in the context of put some skin in the game like I've heard it being used as like we've got skin in the game here oh right yeah cool yeah I've heard that I might have heard it in that respect doesn't it mean it's like because it means like just show up doesn't it as in like like we've got an invested interest in this is how I like oh okay interesting Okay, okay fair enough um, but again, these weird little sayings are down to individual interpretation, as we've just demonstrated here, because sometimes they don't actually <laughs> say what they mean. No, <laughs> well, you know, showing one? up, put some skill in the game, as you say, like invested, showing up, getting involved. Yeah. But yeah. Put some skin in the game. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Skin I think it's on that invested side, you know, because actually, you know, giving up some of your skin. It's a bit of an investment. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't think anybody would want any of my skin in the game. Like, it's, yeah, near, it's, yeah. We're moving in, into the winter months. It's getting scary. It's not in the best condition. Yeah. I could do with a facial. I was actually saying that before we started this episode. <laughs> I could do with a little facial. I am overdue a facial. I'm having so, one ASAP. You know, what's well, all I can say? The, the months are drawing in. The cold weather's coming. The central heating is not on. No, but at some point it may come on, and that's awful for your skin. So, what can I say? Anyway, um, need to invest in a heavy duty moisturizer would be my um, <laughs> recommendation. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, if you've got any more brilliant bullshit bingo phrases or sayings, we need to hear them, please, uh, CBBs. So you can. DM us on Instagram at the coaching cast. You can email them to us at hello at the coachingcast.co.uk or you can get in touch via our website, thecoachingcast.co.uk, and we will feature them in a future episode. Thank you. So we are coming to the end of today's episode where we've attempted to discuss and interpret what we truly believe is the incredible concept of radical candor. So this is the philosophy developed by ex-CEO coach Kim Scott. And at some point I might even learn how to say candor, candor, whatever. Candor, candor. This is the issue with the whole, you know, American English interpretation Mm. of words, isn't it? Anyway, so our top tips and recommendation from today's episode are number one, and it's kind of a bit of a sub 
recommendation and top tip is if this topic has truly interested in you, uh, then go out and learn more about it. There is a lot of info via the Radical Candor website where you can find details of the book. There's actually books plural and there are a lot of really good TED Talks as well. So if you are someone who really enjoys a good TED Talk and gets a lot of information out of it, we highly recommend it. So that's number one. Number two is really think about what conversations you are holding back from having at the moment. Now, Susie and I, we do generally have a theme. Uh, we've had it before when we've talked about feedback, which this essentially is a feedback philosophy. And that is face into it. What's the worst that could happen? Go have that conversation. Because actually, the longer you're putting it off, the worse it's becoming for you and for that other person. And it's time to get into that space of radical candor and challenge directly. The third tip is when you're going to do that, really think about your intention and really hold that space of helpfulness. So the big principle of being radically candid is that you are caring personally while challenging directly. So hold that space of how can I help? And remember that being clear is being kind. You're being kind when you are doing these things because people can only get better, yourself included. So some self-coaching questions to ask yourself to support you this week are number one, consider what we've discussed today. What has stood out for you? Number two, how can you take what you've learned and apply it in your own work? And number three is what challenges may you face? What action can you take to resolve or even prevent these? Now, don't worry if you can't remember any of these top tips or the questions. All of the tips, recommendations and the questions I've asked are going to be on our Instagram page at The Coaching Cast, and they will also be on our website. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and have some new ideas to take away and try for yourselves. If you've got any questions, thoughts or feedback, we love hearing from you and you can contact us in three ways. On email at hello at thecoachingcast.co.uk, on Instagram at thecoachingcast and finally you can contact us through our website thecoachingcast.co.uk. Your support helps more than you know. So if you like what you've heard today and would like to help us to grow this podcast, please do us a favour, leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app. You have no idea how important these are. You can also hit subscribe wherever you listen and also give us a follow on Instagram at The Coaching Cast. Don't forget, if you're just listening to these episodes, you're missing out. You can watch us in action in all our wonderful glory, including both of our scaly skin cells. And so you can find us on our YouTube channel where you can watch these videos. You can also watch them by the website as well. You just need to search for The Coaching Cast and you will find us. So we are coming to the end of today's episode and we both love music and we use music to motivate and energize us so to wrap up today's episode it's my personal song recommendation this week which I hope gives you positivity and energy as you launch into whatever you're doing next and my choice this week is As It Was by Harry Styles which apparently has been one of the most successful British if not the most successful British artist 
ever in America. I think it's top the Billboard charts. Wow, right. it is a great tune. It is a tune, isn't it? Yeah. So yes, it. thank you very much for listening, and remember, CBBS, you've got this. <laughs>